Welcome to the episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. Uh, today, my guest is a environmental activist, uh, but also an entrepreneur. Uh, give a warm welcome to Joao Birka Soto. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you so much, Dio. I'm doing great. It's really fun to do a podcast here with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an honor. Um, so what's up? What's new? Uh, I, I was looking at your, your website, uh, your nonprofit, uh, your your environmental activity uh so what's going on what would you like to uh the people to know about what you're doing right now sure sure so the biggest thing right now is that uh my team and i we just launched income merch um it's a website where you can find clothes with indigenous designs and all the naturally inspired designs and when we make our products we've selected the companies that help us get recycle materials when we make our clothes and this whole process was an idea uh, that we've had a nonprofit for a while that we were working on projects and people were asking for like, hey, can I buy some clothes to support your cost? And in the process of doing that, um, of looking into that, we were like, um, yeah, we can help you get some clothes. But I mean, I feel like I would rather have people, if they're going to buy clothes, buy something they're going to use more often, not just something representing one company, but something that represents uh, more styles and such. And me and some of my friends who are Peruvian, uh, we've always been looking around for places where we can buy clothes with incomes things on them mm-hmm. and you can find some stuff on etsy but there's in one place where you can actually find things that are specifically for like indigenous income populations so that's where the idea came out of we will be able to provide that for people uh, especially people from indigenous andean descent that are looking for just more places where they can connect more to their ancient culture and then um, all the profits that we make from that business we put them into the nonprofit. And other efforts that we see and we work with that help indigenous Latin American communities. So that's that's what I've been working on like this month, this this season with the holiday season coming up. It's like, hey, yeah. let's 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 jump on it, let's make this happen because I think it'd be a cool thing to have in the market. That that's yeah. awesome. Yes, yes, I I totally agree. You know, there's nothing more uh, important, right? That that we uh, we get in tune back to our roots right i think i'm not I, you live in america right now i do i do like the seattle area nice nice yeah it's one thing because i grew up in puerto rico right yeah like I, I was i was born here uh but i grew up in puerto rico and and uh one thing that i've uh, i i was never uh taught right because people teach you and you know teachers will not teach you in school right but that's you know once you grow up and you enter college or your own you know, self-taught things, you start learning about your culture. I think that's one thing I, I regret uh, being taught is like uh, my, my, my roots. Never, never got a chance to, to, to learn about that. No, same. Uh, I mean, I, I've grown up in the U.S. for almost 20 years now, but I've, I, I was born in Peru and I spent a little bit of time like with some of my grandparents. I had uh, the farm in uh, Lake Titicaca in like oh, a mountain. Yes. But that was a very small experience that I have. I didn't really get much of a chance to really understand the culture and everything. But I've always been fascinated by it because um, I've been studying sustainable development and it came in touch with learning more about indigenous communities. I've had the fortune of learning more about um, Andean culture. And it's beautiful because um, through the process, I've been able to learn more about like the values that mm. held the empire together, that held communities together. And their values like really kind of have 
helped me in my current life now really to kind of feel more balanced, feel more, you know, empowered or feel more confident in the bathroom. The fact that we are, we were born in this land and, you know, we have the power to really shape it into something beautiful, like our ancestors said. I mean, you look at, you know, like ruins and designs from ancient communities. Yeah. They were beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Was that, was that, ex was that experience, uh, the reason you got inspired to to create all this, start the nonprofit, the clothing, the 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 uh, the love for the environment you have. Um. So the going back to the family and all that in Peru, that I guess that inspired me a bit because you know, when I went to my grandparents' farm, uh, like the meals that we had, we had harvested them straight from the area around us, so that was cool. But the moment where I really kind of got motivated into environmental action and putting my efforts towards that um, was about seven years ago. I was in a volunteers program uh, called AmeriCorps. Um, and we traveled all throughout the West Coast for uh, 10 months helping different organizations. And there was this one task that we went on uh, where we had to wake up at like 5 a.m. every day, drive for three hours in the snow in the mountains of Oregon wow. to go... Um, put some tree logs like on the ground in a way that will help like reduce water flow. But it was crazy because, you know, like we pack up all the gear and I have all these clothes on, all these coats on, and I have to walk like three miles in the snow on a mountain carrying tools um, wow. in the middle of nowhere. And it was just like, I was born in a little town in Peru on the coast. And I, you know, in fact, when I was young, I never even imagined something like that. And being in a place like that was so cool and seeing like, just being surrounded by snow and trees and mountains it just felt like such a deep experience of like wow i really am a part of everything around me and from there i kind of decided to like learn more about like uh what environmental action was then i started sustainability and then i went and studied in the amazon rainforest um, oh for, nice yeah so i was able to spend a few months there this picture behind me so I, I took it um, in there as well and then yeah and then i continued my studies um did some also some uh, studies in Iceland after that too, and then I started my own nonprofit with some friends. Um, yeah, and then uh, I started another small business before Income Merge. Uh, when I rented out a camper van I built, and that kind of helped raise funds to kickstart a nonprofit. So now we have like a nice, decent annual budget that uh, we can at least start working uh, on projects with. And with that, we were able to get, we have a 20 acre lot in Chelan that we're going to reforest. And then we're going to create a little community forest there so that as that area grows, they'll see there'll still be green spaces around there where people can go and, you know, get a little bit of that peace and that wonder where they can connect with nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's amazing. That's awesome. I think, um, that's, that's one of the things we need in, in society, right? I mean, because I live in, in, in the city and we, we don't get that. We, we don't get that. Um, and I grew up with that. So like I, sometimes I get nostalgia, right? Like, you know, I know you can relate like when it's nighttime, you're able to see the stars, right? Here in the oh, city. Wow. Yeah. Here in the city, like for years, because I've been living here almost what, 10 years now or more. And every time I, I, I look up, it's, you know, it's just, you know, nothing just the fumes of lights everywhere it just it's it, it's uh it sucks <laughs> that's what it just sucks <laughs> it does it does a bit, yeah because i mean the stars are such a big part of 
our reality, you know. Mm-hmm. And you look at different communities that you know that really value the stars and the cosmos and how it affects our life. And even the Andes, the Incas, they they were really um, connected to their cosmovision, which they call it, where they would understand that you know that they could channel energy from the stars and everything. I don't I don't know what you know belief systems you have, but mm-hmm. and even I don't know I myself don't fully align with the values everything but it's fascinating to see how there's a history of people connecting to the stars and not having a view of the sky it, it does suck it does like not having that connection you know yeah yeah it's you know it's the also the, the culture right the culture and where like i remember growing up like it was monday through friday friday used to hit you know we we will go to the beach or or enjoy these these life natural amenities right like here it's it's been a a a culture shock for me because it's like everything runs 24 7 24 7 it's not really enjoyable sometimes you need to enjoy what is nature you do because we are part of nature actually one of our collections that we have is the we are nature collection which just takes like the signs from jungles, beaches and stuff and puts them on clothes so that we can feel like we're part of nature because we are, you know, where there is something to the seasons where in the summers we're more active and in the winters we're more, you know, we are more lay low, we're more relaxing because we have cycles in our body just like the earth has cycles do. And when we don't follow them, we kind of, you know, we get off balance and then we get confused and then we get lost and then we get stressed and that's not good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's that's one hundred percent true. What is your like? While you you've been doing this for so long, right? What is like? What is one thing um, you've you've encountered uh, numerous of times, and where you feel like okay, the Earth is shifting this way, we need to shift this way in order to find that balance again. Like, is there something that worries you? Because, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, we shouldn't eat, uh, we shouldn't eat animals. We should be more vegan or uh, we should recyclable more. You know, what is what, what is the one thing that concerns you and your team, at least? Yeah. Um, to be fair, we used to be a lot more worried about all those things, you know, like them. Climate change is really kind of taking a turn and. It's really scary at times, especially when you see news about, you know, climate things happening. Yeah. Here in Seattle, we had a long, the longest summers we've ever had, and then immediately it became one of the coldest winters we've ever had, and we've never had something like that. Um, but, I mean, there's a, there's a point where um, and it, my team is concerned in a lot of things, but for myself personally, I've kind of learned to adapt the viewpoint that what's happening in the world around me very little I can do with it. And if I let those fears and stressors, you know, if I carry them with me, they're going to just slow me down. Um, the, the way the Inca saw is that we're all energy. And uh, it and one good thing about it that, that I've kind of talked to more is that there isn't good and bad energy in the view of the Incas. There's light and heavy. Sometimes people are lighter and they're friendlier, they're nicer, they're more calm. Um, and the Incas used to call, uh, they call that Aini. It's like the end of the flow of the, of the earth. Of Aini is this love reciprocity where we care for each other. If you see somebody that needs help, you help them out. And then when you need help, people will help you out. 
And in this cycle of reciprocity, we just care for each other and we're all in balance and, you know, and safe. Uh, and, and, and our goal is to create that light energy that goes with that balance of caring for each other. But sometimes, you know, sometimes we get stressed out. Sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes things happen and our energy, instead of being light and flow, it becomes heavier and becomes sturdier. And sometimes, you know, because of that, we just get lost and confused. And I think right now what we need to do is really understand that if we want to make a change in the world around us, a, po a positive change, a more calming change in, the, in this idea of Aini and caring for each other, we have to try and make sure that we ourselves can create a lighter energy with us. Because when we're stressed out, when we're angry, chances are we're going to just spread that energy too. But when we're more calm and we're more caring and we're more loving, chances are we're going to spread that more too. You know, so I think I think a lot of what the world is seeing right now is not so much about what the world is doing as a whole, but it's more about individuals, how we perceive ourselves. And sometimes when we get afraid of the world and we get too stressed, then we do way less. You know, we 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 do way less. So I'm not saying don't get stressed out about things, but no, yeah, yeah, have a balance. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, I get it. I I I get it 100. percent um what are what are some of uh the activism you your organization fight to better uh, some of the things we do to improve things yeah so right now what we're working on is bringing more outdoor access to bifog communities so we have this pierce property that it's still being worked on um, mm -hmm. but we want them camp there every now and then uh, but we have tools and supplies to help people go camping um, so what we're trying to do is trying to set up a system where we communicate with other BIPOC nonprofits and environmental nonprofits and set up partnerships where we can have some of the people come out to our land and learn and go outside and connect with nature. And then also if they have projects where they need help, we can also help them connect them to some of our staff and other volunteers that can go and help them and just work outside. Because, I mean, even just taking a walk outside makes my day a lot better. So just getting some people outside, I think, you know, would be some good. So it's like a, like a retreat, you know, like something then where you guys are, are providing a, a whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now we're still working on setting that that service plan out, but the hope is that, you know, you'll come with a team for like a weekend to go camping somewhere. Uh, part of that time, you know, we spend a couple of hours maybe planting some trees or doing something for the planet. Yes. Yeah. And that will help reduce the cost, but also help you get something you can learn about. And then after those couple hours of work, you get to spend a weekend camping with other people, spending some time together, learning, enjoying, relaxing, whatever, you know? Yeah, bonding. We don't have to work that much, but as long as we work a little bit, as yeah, long as we yeah. give as we take, it's, it's in balance. Yeah. Where's this? Where, where's this located? Is this in Peru or in here at the states? This is in the states for now, just as we're starting to develop the system. But uh, with the nonprofit, we have started to work in Peru, and we have a team in Peru. Uh, but we're right now we're just trying to set up all the legal aspects of working in two countries as an organization. So, um, but yeah, our hope is that uh, in the next two years we'll start having some similar projects in Peru as well. To nice back there as well yeah nice now you you mentioned you've gone to all these parts of the world right like what is the one thing fascinating you have found like history wise that is like it it's like you know give you a sense of shock but like wow 
Um, I've, I've been to a lot of places. I think one of the most captivating ones was a very small one that I that I experienced. Um, I went to Nicaragua. Um, I think about two years ago, and I went to this uh, island called the island of Ometepe. It's in the middle of Lake Nicaragua, and it's two volcanoes in the middle of like the largest lake in Central America. Wow! So, what, like, even before you get to the island, like looking at the island from offshore, it's just like, wow, that is that really a place? Like these two volcanoes in the middle of the lake. Um, it's cool, but uh, but I was able to spend like a week there, um, stayed at like a, a permacultural hostel and learn more about how they were doing things and met some great people. But I took a day to walk to one of the corners of the islands. So I went to this museum. There was this little museum about the indigenous peoples of the island. And it was cool because you go in there and you see a lot of similarities from other cultures. So I asked them, so how is this connected to other cultures? And they were saying like, well, here in Nicaragua, because we're Central America and we were like between the Aztecs and the Incas, there are records of like both of them going through there, not like large empires like that, but like more like traders that will go through there. So there was some contact um, of you know these two major indigenous Latin American empires, even though people say they didn't really contact each other, but there are records of it. And you can see it in the small cultures that were in between these two empires. You know, like these people that yes, you see have these powerhouses and the extremes of you, but you're still part of your own community, your own world. You're on this island that's a volcano, and mm -hmm. nobody's gonna come bother you there. So you yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> and the most fascinating thing is that uh, you do have this idea of like this island being a peaceful place, and that's an idea that's stuck through the centuries. Like even even going there, most people there were just like some of the friendliest, nicest, just you know, most grounded people I've met in a long time. So it was really cool to see that. And there's even a. Uh, um, the guy who wrote uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. He went to that island. And he also wrote a nice poem about how this is such an awesome little island where you do feel like you're disconnected from all of the other noise of the rest of the world um, in this small, little, wonderful, magical place. Um, but yeah, I think that would be one of my most exciting experiences that I've come across with, with history. And it's not really like deep history of human history, but just deep history about culture. Yeah, just culture, just planet, just value, you know, what really sticks through time, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it 100%. What is, um, is there, when you, when you dive deep in this history, like, do you, do you have any opinion regarding like what happened? Because some, some, some of them just like picked up and disappeared. Mm -hmm. um i mean well, yeah, i i know it's it's a it's a just a, a tech maybe a technical question to ask right because you know but in your opinion like do you like do you have, have a hunch right or, or, or something of what happened to these cultures yeah well i mean i in my perspective it's it's like Yes, the Incas and the Aztecs they were they were hurt by the Spaniards, um, and um, and it wasn't so much that they were conquered. I mean, the the, the two states were weak through disease and stuff like that, so it was more like an opportune moment for the Spaniards. I feel like, um, but then yeah, but then there's history records of the Incas. They were their settlements were burned down. They were cut down. Like European culture came by and just uh, just messed everything up like you always do. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean history has very little contradicting, uh, you know, facts against that. But um, I mean, they have their ideas. They have their ideas. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a tedious, difficult. Uh, uncomfortable conversation to have because if you look at like uh, when the U.S. Uh, bombed, I think Japan or Tokyo, one of those countries, right, with the nuclear bomb. Uh, years later, they started in, in uh, installing the almost American culture, the corporations. And when you go now to those uh, those countries, like the the corporation, the way they move, they act business wise. It's it's almost American like. So, 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 I mean, in my opinion, I, I can easily say, like, you know, the Europeans came and they do what they do. They do, they do. And I think it's just because a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of European history is also put up in violence. You have to protect your, your, yes, your, yes. your lordship. You have to do that. And always combating barbarians or any stuff like that. So growing up with so much conflict, that is an initial reaction when they met indigenous cultures. I'm trying to be forgiving because that's something our censors did. That's not in my life and what happened. So yeah. I'm trying to be objective about it all. But then, yeah, but then a lot of the rooting cultures from those, you know, con conquering nations, they, they kept um, this idea that you have to compete against others. You have to, like, take others down. And even after, you know, the countries were fed, you have historical records of all over Latin America, the U.S. coming by, you know, I don't know if you know much about the Jersey Boys and uh, how, you know, they had this economic ideas to Chicago that were spread throughout South America. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they work with dictators and then a lot of activists throughout Latin America, a lot of people that would, you know, would try to unite their people to better their lives and protect themselves. Those people were taken down and they were marketed as, you know, communist target um and then they were just kept down for a long time, um, which is a shame. I, I remember reading a story through my studies about a group of um, like students, like 16-year-old students that were started organizing themselves to request for lower bus fares so they could get to school. And that that sort of community organized and got them on like some of those like communist red lists for the CIA. And they were just kids looking for, you know, cheaper buses. And wow. it's just it's just like, wow. I mean, you know, I think in the end, it's just people trying to defend themselves. And when you're trying to defend yourself um, and you come into conflict with somebody else, if you guys don't respond properly, if somebody responds with aggression and somebody else responds with understanding, there's, there's just confusion and such. And it's a shame that our history has been plagued by that. But I, I do feel like now that we've, now that our generation is growing up in a world where we have the opportunity to hear the voices of different communities like you know like us even with my project you can hear more about the viewpoints of the incas people from all over the world from palestine israel every single group of people is able to speak their minds now and we can listen and it's kind of a difficult time for our generation too because now we have to decide where do i stand in the mm -hmm. midst of every single viewpoint of the world mm -hmm. um, but it's also a beautiful moment because then we get to like really analyze all the different cultures and we don't have to select a single a single one, but we are able to take and pick from each culture what works best for a, you know, solid world, society. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think, I think, <clears throat> like in my opinion, like in America, 
that's that's that that's something that makes us or break us, right? Because we live in a in a in a country that you know the name states united, mm-hmm. you know. But each day, you know, with with more cultures coming out and wanting their uh, respect, right? Because at the end of the day, we all want to want to be respected, you know, whether you're Hispanic, uh, Muslim, Indian, you know, black. And I feel like the the more that's they're doing that. We're kind of like segregating one another and, and being and being separating. And, you know, we have here, 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 rather than act united. You know, I think one thing that we all want in common is respect, no matter what color. And and that's but that's a different conversation because, you know, we all we all feel we we want our culture or race to move forward first. And I think that's for as long as we we look at one another with regarding race instead of being a person or human beings if we if we were able to um treat one another as a human being we all can get on the same mindset no matter where you're coming from no matter how you look like or your skin of your uh the color of your skin we can make a difference you know and i just you know it's so like history is so beautiful and, and and many cultures you can learn so much you know uh and you know i just see i would like to see more progress in that way and, and i think i i it's something that we've been seeing and even it's not something that we just see in small actions anymore too we're seeing it in like bigger moments even in our media i, I don't know if you've seen the new black panther movie but um, yes yes okay yeah even the, the way they kind of incorporated other indigenous cultures to be showcased on the big screen. Which it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I, I, it was exciting. It was really exciting to see a Latin American superhero finally. Um, but um, it's, but you know, and, uh, even though we're two different cultures, we, we get to work together to mm-hmm. really lift each other up. And it's not about lifting each other up against Western culture. It's just to lift each other up so we can take care of each other and take care of others that we can. And that's really the all we need to do. This whole yeah. concept of, of, you know, like our culture being better than other ones. Mm-hmm. That, that's- yeah. I think it's it just sometimes we, it, it's, it's, it's that mentality having the master race, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're, they're over, they're more than us. And, you know, any, any, you know, bad day, they're, they're going to overcome us or something like that. Right. And just, getting out of that mindset and and we're people first you yeah. know we we've we've evolved uh in a certain way and where there's we don't have there's no such thing as conquerors or 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 you know i want to i, I want to go to war for this land or we're not we've created and our respect for con- respective countries uh a uh, uh, civil civilized society and where we can create relationships uh speak and partake with one another in a peaceful manner uh you know war wars you know the unfortunate wars are made by uh older men that are bitter and eagle with eagles mm-hmm. you know we're not fighting we're not fighting a country's war we're fighting uh somebody's eagle yeah a lot of times it is like that it's like war benefits a lot of people except usually a few select individuals so yeah. yeah it's that's the sad truth of it 
Um, but then again, at least at least we have a history of that, and enough cases in our history that we can learn from it and understand that in the future, yeah, they might have had the reason for war, you know, for taking first action to protect themselves, or mm -hmm. they just make sure they had the resources to, you know, you know, supply for themselves or have the land that they needed to take care of themselves. Whatever the reason you whatever reason you have to fight for your mm -hmm. respect, you know, that's your reason. You have it right to it. But it comes to a point now, especially nowadays, as you're saying, where we're more connected, we're more civilized, where before conflict we have to think about, okay, how can we solve this, you know, without yeah. conflict? How can we solve this in a way that is mutually beneficial and everything like that? And there is definitely a mentality change that we have to do mm -hmm. as a human race to to transcend that and for lack of a better word to just you know it's it's start looking at the world a little brighter like you know there maybe there might be there there's a chance there's less danger in the world now than there was you know hundreds mm -hmm. of years ago yeah so, one one thing that i have i've i continue to encounter is that uh it it's how you want to see history right because if you look through any demographic, uh, multicultural countries, like there's, there's a lot of war and horror, right? So, you know, sometimes I feel that uh, us as a culture, we stay stuck on the bad stuff and we stay stuck on what was done to our people. Right. And every everyone has a valid point. We can't take that away from anybody. You know, we and we can't also we can't also um, say we were this was worse than ours, you know, and and when in reality, everything was just wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we and you know one thing I've learned is like throughout life is when you when you're stuck in the past, you know, and you only think about the bad things, you're gonna be there forever. Yeah, there's definitely an aspect of um, when 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 bad things happen to you and you let mm -hmm. it, you you feed into it. You know, you let you let that trauma kind of become a part of you. It will affect your behaviors. It will affect the way you react to things. If if you have fear within you, then it it becomes a part of you. It, becomes, it really does become a part of you. And I and I myself have had my own history from living in Peru, where I've had my traumas and everything. That um, it it takes time, and I'm even still working through them. It takes time to really look at the world without that fear, understand that some of those fears uh, that we've had, some of those injustices that have happened in yeah. the past. There are things that even though we don't want to, we have to learn how to forgive as well so that we can move forward in the future, not not being plagued by these fears. And yeah, I, I think there's something to forgiveness that really can help people step forward. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like yet again, my opinion, right? Like I, I think, especially media, focus more on the gruesome part and, and, forgets to mention there there was there's also beautiful moments throughout mm -hmm. history you know and, and you know i i keep saying it but the demographic the multiculture there are things in our in history regarding our ancestors like they were beautiful from mm -hmm. clothing to to uh beautiful rituals uh 
peaceful offerings, you know, things like of that nature that that we they don't speak much of. Not as much anymore. And um and it's a shame because it's I think there's there's an importance to it all because you look at cultures all over the world, they all have their rituals, they all have their beautiful dresses, their beautiful clothes, their beautiful foods, their values, their moments of gathering, their moments of remembrance, and their moments of mourning too. You know, we have cold cultures that have really understood the fact that there is something to the human spirit where we have to take the time to, as, as much time as we spend now looking at the bad things of the world, we also have to spend time looking at the good things in the world. And we also have to take the time to take care of ourselves and be in that balance. And I think every culture did it in a different way. Um, maybe they called it different things. But in the end, we all have a human spirit and we all got to take care of it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way we're doing it now, it's not really the best way, to be honest, you know. Yeah, I get it. One hundred percent. Um well you're you're a non profit organization. Do you have any mission statement and where you want the people to know about regarding your organization? Um the organization, yeah. Um so our mission is uh with Ruta Verde is to create a more sustainable a regenerative future by using sustainable technologies. Um, and bringing them to people that don't have access to them as much. So one of our biggest projects right now is with aquaponics. Um, that was the, the idea that gave birth to the nonprofit. So aquaponics is a system where you're able to grow fish and grow food in a oh. closed cycle where the water gets cycled through the fish. You feed the fish, and then the waste from the fish gets cycled to the plants, and that feeds the plants. And wow. then the system saves, like, 90% of the water over traditional farming. And we're looking to bring that technology to more uh, more rural, um, more like desert, arid areas in Peru. And that's what we're working on right now. I went there earlier this year to start working on building the system and working with the team to start uh, start getting things, you know, process started. And we also connected with the local Rotary Club to like talk more about um, this technology and how we're hoping to come back in the future and giving some of the people their resources so that they themselves can study and they themselves can um, learn it on their own and then we just come by and help them do it by themselves because they can. I know they can. I'm from it. I've met, they're my friends that I grew up with and I know they're more than capable than, you know, fixing their own communities. It's just that they need someone to believe in them um, and just a little bit of help sometimes. And no, it was cool. It was cool. Even, um, the United Nations through uh, FAO, um, they have a aquaponics guide, and I was able to email them, and they were able to translate their guide that was in only in Italian and English. They changed it to Spanish, and I was able to wow. get that. And That's too. awesome. That's cool. But it's cool how even just a regular guy like me just honestly, it did help having the nonprofit's name as a as a as a backup. Like, hey, here's this is a legitimate thing. Yeah, yeah, um, it's not like. Um... It was some people asking for money or some scams, or it was actually a professional thing, uh, structurized. Exactly. So you know, and, and I think I think that's why I do enjoy having a nonprofit and starting businesses because it kind of gives you more legitimacy when you're trying to take action in the world. But yeah, but reaching out to them, but it's just like that, they were able to really help out, and just yeah, I'm just a regular here, and I get to have help from one of the largest organizations in the in the world. That's it's really amazing the kind of world we live in. It's just we have to learn how to navigate through it and stick through to what we need to do, um, which I, in my opinion, is to care for each other, 
um, anybody else's opinions, I you know I would like to listen to them as well before I make any judgment because um, I I've, I'm only limited to my own experiences in this world. You know, yeah. I I'm acting based on what I know from what I've seen, um, but I can learn more and grow from it. Hopefully, wow. that's awesome. Now, one last question before we go. Um, in your area of expertise, right? In your journey throughout this life and all the, the experience you have gained, do you have any or can you give one piece of advice uh, to anybody that's trying to do what you're trying to do? Just help the world be a, a better place? Yeah. Um, take time with it. You know, I, I feel like I've done a lot because I rushed through it, but um, I did I did have to deal with the burnout of it all and everything. Um, the world's going to go on, and even after everything I do, there's still going to be, you know, light and heavy things in the future. So don't let that get you yet, but take it easy, work on yourself, prepare yourself, and when you're ready to you know, jump into the world and make a difference in it, the world will be, will be there, will be ready for you. But it's okay to take your time. It really is, you know. We're, you're not alone anymore. And I know I'm not alone. There's a lot of us out here doing cool things to help the world and make it a better place. So, take, you know, take care of yourself too. Because if you take care of yourself, then you'll do your best work. And you'll feel fun. So, yeah. Boom, there you go, guys. Uh, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. Yeah, so um, you can find our website at www.incomemerch.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at, at IncomeMerch. Um, and then for myself, uh, if you want to follow more of my personal journey and all the, all the projects I work with, organizations I work with, you can follow me at, at Javius, and that's at J-A-V-E-O-U-S. Thank you so much, Dio. Boom. It's, a, it's an honor. It's an honor having this conversation of, uh, whenever you want, you're free to welcome back. Uh, we chop it up, talk about some future projects. Uh, once again, thank you for 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 joining me tonight. Uh, have a good night, guys. I'm out.